Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Open interloop still sluggish, 355, audit off through Silver Spring. Beltway in Virginia getting better, but still heavy on the inner and outer loops heading for the big bridges. 66, virtually delay-free. Motorcade has come and gone through Manassas. 234 is open both ways. Our traffic center is open and presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Our forecast now from Steve Rudin. Moving through the remainder of the evening, mostly cloudy skies. Temperatures will fall through the 40s, eventually the 30s by early tomorrow morning. Could see some patchy fog and a few stray showers. For your Wednesday, mostly cloudy. Chance for afternoon and evening showers. Temperatures mid-40s to around 50. Areas of rain on Thursday, upper 50s to middle 60s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Down to 39 in Germantown, 40 in Annandale, 42 in downtown D.C. At 659. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ian Kramer. Coming up. New Hampshire primary voters are now seeing the polls close in many parts of their state. Well, the latest from CBS News is coming up in seconds, and we'll go in-depth with political analyst Ken Rudin. That's coming up at 7.15. Where area police department finds? Approximately 14,000 fentanyl pills. I'm Mike Marilla. The daughter of a well-known local diplomat sees her second-degree murder conviction thrown out. We'll tell you what the Maryland Appeals Court decided. Park police will not be charged in a deadly police chase from 2022. Montgomery County's superintendent says there's progress on handling complaints of misconduct. I'm Kate Ryan. Seven o'clock. A big night for politics in America. We are super excited. Goodbye to a CBS News legend. I'll see you on the radio. U.S. airstrikes on Iranian-backed militias. U.S. bombed three locations in Iraq. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. And I'm Matt Piper in Manchester, New Hampshire. It will be a big night for either Donald Trump or Nikki Haley in this, the first in the nation primary. Happy Election Day. It's great. Haley has trailed Trump in polls, but in the small town of Dixville Notch, all six voted for Haley. But many in a Manchester polling site we visited were all for Trump. Trump's the only one that can come up and clean up what we're going through. He's the only one that can do it. Donald J. Trump all the way. Because the Democratic National Committee approved a new early primary schedule last year, New Hampshire is not Democrats' first primary state, so President Biden is not on the ballot. Still, some voters are planning to write him in. I wrote in Joe Biden because I've been happy with what he does. Joe Biden, because uh, it's going to be uh, his second term, and we got to support him. CBS News exit polling among Republican primary voters just out shows the most important issue to them is the economy, and 45% are dissatisfied with the current state of the country and about a third are angry about it. Six in ten at the polls today identify as independents, a group Haley will need if she wants to get within single digits of what's expected to be a Trump win. Jennifer? On the campaign trail in Virginia, President Biden tries to deliver a speech on abortion. But he's repeatedly interrupted by those protesting Israel's war in Gaza. However, Mr. Biden goes on to say about abortion rights. Let there be no mistake. The person most responsible for taking away this freedom in America is Donald Trump. Today, we've lost one of the true legends of CBS News and all of journalism, Charles Osgood. He died peacefully in New Jersey at the age of 91. CBS's Steve Kathan remembers. Charles Osgood was frequently asked which he preferred, working as a radio or TV journalist. 
The answer, he liked both, but... I've always thought of myself as a radio guy who does some television. For Osgood, radio was the theater of the mind that allowed listeners to create their own images. You're not stuck with the, a picture that somebody else took. Which led to this musing on an Osgood file broadcast. TV screens have gotten bigger, but they still cannot compare. We can whisper in the listener's ear and take you anywhere. I'm there inside the radio, the one beside the bed. And it's me you hear when it goes off. Come on now, sleepyhead. Steve Kaith and CBS News. Stocks closed mixed on Wall Street. The Dow closed down 96 points. NASDAQ rose 66. Now this. Staples stores provide innovative products and services for small business, remote workers and learners, even teachers and parents. Explore more at your local Staples store. 703 here on WTOP, Tuesday evening, January 23rd, 2024. DuPont Circle at 41 degrees, headed down to the 30s late. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. It was a big illegal drug bust in Prince George's County. Police say when they got started, they even found themselves outnumbered. WTOP's Mike Marillo reports. Fentanyl is killing far too many Americans. And we are determined to arrest those who bring fentanyl into our community. And in doing so, police executing a search warrant last Thursday at an apartment complex on Hamilton Street found nine guys with a whole lot of drugs. Approximately 14,000 fentanyl pills, cocaine, and three firearms were recovered from the residents. Deputy Chief Zachary O'Leary with Prince George's County Police says it was a dangerous situation that thankfully ended with no one being hurt. And to be able to enter a house outnumbered uh, and take all nine suspects into custody without incident is is extremely incredible. The men are all facing various drug charges. In Upper Marlboro, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. New tonight on WTOP, Sofia Negroponte, the daughter of former Director of National Intelligence John Negroponte, has seen her murder conviction thrown out tonight. Sofia Negroponte was convicted of second-degree murder about a year ago in the stabbing death of her friend Yusuf Rasmussen. It is Rasmussen. The appellate court of Maryland sent the case back for a new trial, saying the jury should not have been allowed to see parts of an interrogation video showing police questioning Negroponte's credibility. The court also decided that the jury should never have been allowed to hear testimony from a prosecution expert witness who also questioned her credibility. Rasmussen was killed in February of 2020. Four Park Police officers will not be facing criminal charges in the death of a Hyattsville man in June of 2022. 29-year-old James Herndon was killed after a police chase on Benning Road Northeast near the Anacostia Freeway. Police say there was credible evidence that Herndon was a murder suspect at the time, and at the time of the wreck, Herndon's three-wheel Can-Am sports motorcycle was being chased by Park Police in a pursuit that began with D.C. Police at almost 2 a.m. on the morning of June 27th. Again, this was in the year 2022. The U.S. Attorney's Office says it looked at witness accounts, physical evidence, body-worn camera and surveillance footage, traffic camera footage as well, and aerial video footage, plus police radio recordings. The U.S. Attorney says after a careful and thorough and independent review of the evidence, federal prosecutors have found insufficient evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Park Police officers are criminally liable for the death. 706 and tension at one of the largest school systems in our area coming to light. We've been telling you about Montgomery County School Superintendent Monifa McKnight going public with a statement from the county school board telling her to leave that job. 
WTOP's Kate Ryan reports the school board is now also out with a report about how sexual harassment and workplace misconduct should be handled. The action plan released by the Montgomery County School Board addresses a number of criticisms related to how the school system dealt with complaints about a former middle school principal, Joel Beidelman. Beidelman has been on leave since allegations of sexual harassment came to light after he was promoted. The plan comes in advance of a county inspector general's report on how the school system handled the complaints lodged against Beidelman and on the same day that Superintendent Monifa McKnight issued a public statement saying she's been asked to step away from her job, a move she made clear she's fighting. The Board of Education says it won't comment because that is a personnel issue. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Public universities have long handed out acceptance letters to legacy applicants, young people who apply to colleges that have relatives who are alums or donors. Today, the Virginia Senate passed a bill that would ban that special treatment when it comes to admissions. The measure now goes on to the House of Delegates. Supporters of the measure say it will create more equal opportunities for college applicants of all backgrounds. So far, no college has spoken out against the legislation, and there have been no comments from Governor Glenn Youngkin's office. Emotions ran high today as we learn more about the death of Navy SEAL Chris Chambers. Chambers died after jumping into rough waters in the Arabian Sea while trying to help rescue fellow SEAL Nathan Ingram, who slipped off a ladder climbing onto their boat. Ingram also died. WTOP's John Doman has more on the Maryland ties to Chambers. Chris Chambers was a Chevrolet native, a well-regarded and well-liked swimmer who later swam at the University of Maryland. He had a huge, big smile, and he always had it. Sean Schimmel is the former swim coach at the University of Maryland, where Chambers swam about 15 years ago. Just had a big heart, lots of laughs, a lot of engagement, you know, good energy. Chambers also spent some time serving as Testudo the Terrapin at other Maryland sporting events. I remember that yesterday when I saw it. From one of his teammates that posted it, yeah, it made me smile. Chambers was 37 years old. You know, he was a true hero fighting for others, you know, and sacrificing himself. John Dome in WTOP News. You uh, probably have a Netflix account or know somebody who does. How much growth has Netflix enjoyed lately? Also, a local boat show returns for another year. But it had been gone for a long time. That's all coming up after traffic and weather. 708. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. We're going to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. Well, the good news is they picked up the emergency work zone on the outer loop of the Beltway between Georgia Avenue and Connecticut Avenue. So the lanes are open. But now they've turned around and they set up on the inner loop in the same spot. So now it's very slow from 355 on the inner loop getting to that point after Connecticut Avenue where they are working on the bridge deck over Rock Creek. On 95 on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway and on 270, you are good to go. Outbound New York Avenue has been hung up badly for most of the rush hour from before West Virginia-Montana Avenues, really from uh, Brentwood Parkway, all the way out to the crash at the Anacostia River Bridge. And they're still working on that. And Rhode Island Avenue, make that South Dakota Avenue, I should say, has picked up a lot of extra customers heading into Maryland. Uh, Rhode Island might be a good way to go, actually. And westbound on the Whitehurst Freeway, all the way from 27th, out into Georgetown is jammed and on Canal Road to the point where you have to detour at Fox Hall Road because of the closure up ahead because of down wires between Fox Hall and Reservoir. And so a lot of extra customers there on Reservoir. And a lot of folks are skipping over to Virginia using the George Washington Parkway as an alternate as well. On southbound Route 28 on the Virginia side, there is a crash along the left side uh, just before 66, maybe affecting the ramps to go east on 66. On 66, you're good to go. 
and 95 South only briefly slow at the Occoquan. WTOP Traffic Studio furnished by Regency Furniture. You can finance 60 months now with no money down, not a cent out of pocket. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looks so good. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. All right, Bob, here's Veronica Johnson. She's 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. Mostly cloudy this evening with our temperatures continuing to drop through the 40s. We'll be down into the 30s and lower 30s in some areas north and west by early Wednesday morning. We'll watch for patchy fog and some stray showers that may freeze on contact. Very slight chance of that happening. We've got a better chance for rain in the afternoon and evening. Your Wednesday, just shy of 50 degrees. And Temperatures going way up for the end of the week. 62 on Thursday, rain likely throughout the day from about 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. DuPont Circle now at 41. We've got 38 degrees in Germantown. We've got 40 in Annandale and gradually falling into the 30s in many places overnight. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's go to Jeff Claybaugh. Netflix added another 13 million subscribers last quarter, its biggest quarterly growth since the surge at the beginning of the pandemic. Urban Turf says Tesla plans to open a showroom on M Street in Georgetown. It's fifth in the D.C. area. The D.C. Boat Show returns to National Harbor in May. Last year's boat show there was the first D.C. boat show in 14 years. The Dow lost 96 points Tuesday. The S&P 500 closed in another record high. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. And so far, Asia-Pacific markets are a little higher. Australia's ASX 200 is a tenth of a percent higher. Drought, war, and rising food prices have devastated families in poverty. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. Coming up on WTOP, we're waiting for results in New Hampshire. Some polls are closed, others will stay open until 8. We've got analysis from Ken Rudin, host of the Political Junkie podcast in just minutes, and a full night of election coverage for you on your election source, WTOP. 712. The Greater Washington Board of Trade is a professional membership community representing top, vibrant, and diverse leaders who work together to build strong economic growth for the D.C. region. And now, here's Regional Business Insights with Blue Jenkins, President and CEO of Washington Gas, a member of the Greater Washington Board of Trade. For almost 175 years, Washington Gas has been committed to improving life in the DMV. Safety and reliability are just two reasons why Washington Gas is investing in large-scale modernization of our infrastructure region-wide. When you see us on your streets, this is what we're focused on. Learn more at WashingtonGas.com. The Greater Washington Board of Trade is pro-business and nonpartisan. It is where local leaders work together to drive inclusive, resilient, and sustainable economic growth for the region. Go to BOT.org to learn more about the important issues that Board of Trade members are tackling today. That's BOT.org. Coming up is the recent snow helpful in eliminating our drought. That's later this half hour on WTOP. Here's Liz Henderson. Aon Global Head of Climate Risk Advisory, Head of Catastrophe Analytics, Americas, Aon Reinsurance Solutions, on the discussion of why federal agencies and departments need to invest in understanding their physical climate risk. Sponsored by Aon. We have a long history of helping our clients understand risk broadly, but very specifically helping our insurance company clients to price, monitor, underwrite, and optimize their businesses around catastrophe and climate risk. Aon exists to shape decisions for the better. 
to protect and enrich the lives of people around the world. We provide our clients with advice and solutions that give them the clarity and confidence to make better decisions to protect and grow their business. Aon is in the business of better decisions. Concert promoter IMP recently announced three shows with comedian actor Hasan Minhaj at the Anthem. Two shows with the political satirist and former Daily Show correspondent are sold out. Tickets for the February 17th performance are available now. Also at the Anthem, Vermont Roots Rock and Blues singer and three-time Grammy nominee Grace Potter performs on January 27th. And Lincoln Theater will host renowned German composer Max Robb and Palace Orchestra and their modern take on 1920s jazz. The concert is March 20th. Tickets at impconcerts.com. It can be difficult to sell or scrap an unneeded vehicle that reminds us of a cherished loved one. Have you considered donating it to Melwood in memory of someone special? Your donation will support Melwood's job training programs for people with disabilities in your community. Carrying on your loved one's legacy in a meaningful way, and it's free, fast, and easy. Learn more at one melwood or visit melwood.org forward slash radio. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. Now 7.15 and I'm Dimitri Sotis. So good to have you here. We hope to continue our analysis from New Hampshire in just a little bit. Uh, we have the uh, polls closing fully at 8 o'clock. Some have already closed and we're waiting for the first return. So we'll keep you updated. Some other news. An Arlington attorney who was also president of the Arlington Aquatic Club Board pleads guilty to conspiring to sexually exploit children. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of Virginia says 50-year-old Mark Black pleaded guilty to a count of conspiracy to produce child pornography and a count of coercion and enticement. Black is set to be sentenced on April 30th. He could go to prison for life. The mandatory minimum term is 15 years. He worked for the FDIC. Court documents show Black was a member of two online groups that discussed exploiting children. 716 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. And as we were promising here, we are watching the latest out of New Hampshire tonight. It's campaign 2024. Of course, New Hampshire Republicans have been voting with a desire to curb immigration and overhaul the federal government. Yet they have some misgivings about former President Trump and the criminal charges facing him. And there are signs Democrats are rallying around President Biden on the economy. But many have concerns about Biden's age at 81 and his handling of the situation in the Middle East. All these are findings from the Associated Press VoteCast, a survey of more than 1,800 uh, New Hampshire voters who are taking part in the Republican primary, then another 900 or so Democratic primary voters. Well, joining us live tonight is political junkie podcast host Ken Rudin, who worked as a political director at ABC News and NPR. Welcome back, Ken. Feel free to work in any of those voter concerns as you uh, get your thoughts together. But I'd like to ask first about Nikki Haley. She's trying to chip away at Donald Trump's lead. What would you say needs to happen tonight for her to declare, you know, what she's really done in New Hampshire? That it was a significant win for her in New Hampshire. Well, this has to be her best state. I mean, we've known from the beginning that the fact that independents can cross over, and we know that independents seem to favor Nikki Haley far more than they do uh, uh, Donald Trump. New Hampshire is one of the few states that allow that. States coming down the line, especially in South Carolina in February and Super Tuesday in March, they don't allow independents to cross over. We've seen the power of independents in the past. In 2000, uh, George W. Bush was a clear establishment frontrunner, but John McCain had a big appeal, you know, the Maverick Express. Uh, he, he got votes from independents and clobbered Bush, but then he was gone by South Carolina. So Nikki Haley could do very well tonight. They're still voting in some parts of the state, 
They still have about 40 minutes to go before the, all the polls are closed. Um, she could do very well with independence, but if she doesn't come within seven, eight points uh, of Donald Trump and then go into South Carolina, where he has a huge lead, uh, I don't know what's left for her, but she desperately needs New Hampshire tonight. If it's an Iowa-like showing for Donald Trump, is, is this thing over regardless of what any campaign says? Well, if, if Donald Trump does what he did in New Hampshire, he did, it, you know, what he did in Iowa does in New Hampshire, yes, that's the case. But it's a completely different electorate. Iowa is filled with evangelical voters and less college-educated voters. Uh, New Hampshire is seeming more moderate. I mean, you have a Republican governor, but two Democratic senators. So the whole electorate is, is much more moderate. And, you know, you pointed out, Dimitri, like in the beginning, that there are a lot of voters who don't like Donald Trump, and there are a lot of voters who don't like Joe Biden. And perhaps maybe this will be, you know, whom do you like, you know, whom do you dislike the least? Uh, as somebody who could win in November. Well, isn't that interesting? I mean, the recent elections have been about who do you hate, and then you go for the person that's against them. So this is about who who do you yeah. like least? Well, you know, but usually, usually when it's about an incumbent, it's usually if it's a referendum on the incumbent. In this case, the incumbent is Joe Biden. That's not good news for Joe Biden. But the fact that Joe Biden's argument seems to be beware of Donald Trump, and if Donald Trump does survive, if he does win in New Hampshire and then goes on to clear the table in, in, in subsequent primaries, I still suspect that Joe Biden, with his negative numbers at all, and of course, we're forgetting that Joe Biden has a primary of sorts tonight, but if Joe Biden does have to face Donald Trump in November, the argument is going to be, yeah, you may not love me, but I'm not Donald Trump. All right. We'll talk again later tonight when we've got results, Ken. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dimitri. Ken Rudin, Political Junkie podcast host. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Time now for Bob Imler in the traffic center. Still hung up badly on New York Avenue from Brentwood Parkway all the way to the Anacostia River. Long-standing crash. Been there nearly two hours now. And Canal Road remains closed between Fox Hall and Reservoir with down wires. So it is uh, pretty well jammed outbound on the Whitehurst all the way out to Canal and on Canal up to the diversion point at Fox Hall Road. And so that is still causing delays there. We have uh, some people scooting over the river over to the GW Parkway to use that instead. In Virginia, southbound 28, you do have the crash on the left side just before 66. And by the way, the uh, repair crew moved from the outer loop now to the inner loop at Rock Creek after Connecticut Avenue to work on the bridge there. And that is causing a delay starting at 355. They picked up on the outer loop. Uh, and now they're on the inner loop. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway are good, as is 270. For victims of drunken drug driving, your grief is unique, but you're not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MADD.org. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Much appreciated, Bob. It's Veronica Johnson, 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. There is a very, very low chance, not zero, but a low chance we could have a little freezing drizzle or freezing fog in our northwestern counties early tomorrow morning. Temperatures will be dipping down to the lower to upper 30s across the area with a high temperature just shy of 50 degrees. Thursday, rain likely. It's going to be very mild in the lower 60s and then just shy of 70 degrees on Friday. Again, a better chance of rain throughout the day on Thursday with just some occasional showers coming our way on Friday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And tonight in Alexandria, 42, Penn Quarter, 43, Columbia, 37. We could be down to freezing in places. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up here, the next time you're waiting for your plane to take off, we have a suggestion on what to do. 
count the number of bolts. We'll explain next. I lock up my Old Spice Fiji Aluminum Free Dry Spray to keep that 24-7 lasting freshness safe for myself. Fresh coconuts, palm trees in the wind. It's like catching waves in Fiji. Actually, I just talked myself into a refreshing spritz of Fiji. My Old Spice is missing! No! Jack Frost is a slippery character <laughs> with a nasty bag of tricks. Sleet and snow. Freezing rain and the big bad blizzard. Don't let him fool you. Depend on WTOP for traffic and weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8s. A winter weather advisory has just been issued. A lot of side streets remain unplowed. You'll know how to dress the kids to deal with Jack Frost. And you'll know when you can hit the road, Jack. WTOP News. Facts matter. Now 720. A former high school basketball coach in Arlington County is charged with sexual offenses involving minors. 53-year-old George Portia of North Carolina is charged with taking indecent liberties with children between the years 2000 and 2003. Portia is accused of offenses involving two teen girls who were students at Washington Liberty High School. That investigation began in October of 2022. Police are now asking whether there may have been additional victims. They'd like anybody to come forward with information. All you have to do is call Arlington County Police. Last summer, governments all across the region advised us to hold off on watering our lawns and to take shorter showers because of an ongoing drought. WTOP Scott Gelman now reports it's still too early to say whether we'll be told to do some of those things again this year. Drought conditions are getting better, but Michael Nardalili with the Interstate Commission on the Potomac River Basin says... We need to have a continuation of our rain situation in the next few months before we uh, you know, we say that uh, we're, we're, we're out of the woods. One part of our area is being closely monitored. There's only portions of the basin that are in what we call abnormally dry conditions, and that's the Shenandoah Valley of uh, Virginia. Last week's snow is helping. The snowpack is very good because uh, the snow uh, then uh, melts gradually uh, and then filters into the groundwater. But he warns that it's still too soon to know whether we'll have to take shorter showers and conserve water this summer. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Next time you're waiting to take off, do what a passenger on a Virgin Atlantic flight in England did. He counted the bolts on the plane's wing and he noticed four were missing from the Airbus A330, so he told the flight attendant as he recorded it, maintenance workers were immediately called and replaced the missing screws. The flight continued on to New York without a problem. So that's what it's come to here. We've got an election update for you here on WTOP. This is 7% of the votes in on the Republican side in New Hampshire. Donald Trump with 53% of the vote. Nikki Haley with 47% of the vote. Very early, but just wanted to tell you a few returns are coming in, and Donald Trump has a small lead. Of course, we'll keep you updated here on your election source, WTOP. Sports at 25 and 55. And at 725, why don't we bring in Rob Woodford? All right, the second half of the first half went sideways for Georgetown on their home courts. And Dave Preston is live at Capital One Arena with the details. And 